This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ryan J. Melson and Greg Moll from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. It's another exciting moment. It's the quick fire finance. It's in short chunks so you don't fall asleep. So let's stay attentive. Hello, Greg. Hi, Ryan. It's a bit intense because I just changed my tonality and start talking faster. So I feel my heart racing. I hope everyone listening does as well. But this is the question for the day. I read with interest the correspondence on how much is enough to retire on. It seems some people expect to live in a way that exceeds most of us during our working lives. I just ran out of breath there. Uh, a major key is home ownership, of course. Without that or a comfortable motorhome, perhaps, all bets are off. At 85 with a debt-free house and by myself in Auckland, I find that NZ Super covers my everyday costs, including rates and car, with a very small other income to handle any extras. That's often added to a modest nest egg. Until my wife and best friend died, sadly, we largely roamed the world for about 16 years. Oh, that's nice. Yes, this costs a lot, but worth every penny, and when better to do so than when we could. Now, I know I can live comfortably and securely, if not extravagantly, on little more than super. There's not really a question in there, is it? Well, no, I suppose it's what's enough, when, when there's enough, enough. At 85, it seems that that person has done very well, that they've... Um, been successfully retired, if you go at least from 69 mm. to 85, 16 years of travelling, probably retired at 65. Um, yeah, owning a debt-free home is a fundamental basis of having a successful retirement. Yeah, uh, New Zealand super, of course, for a single man would be about $22,000 a year for a couple, so just over thirty-two. I don't think you can live a successful retirement lifestyle on that sort of money. It's enough to sort of keep the, the wolf from the door. It's enough to exist on, not enough to live on. So you're going to need more money than that to fund the gap between what you'd like to spend and how much money is actually coming in. Interesting, he, he doesn't say how much he needs, uh, but certainly at 85, he's had 16 years of uh, living the life and good on him. Um, of course, a lot of people at the moment would be worrying about whether they can live the life because they can't travel overseas. Mm. And there's only so many times you can go to Ruakaka before <laughs> you've, you've said, I've, I've had enough. No, no, no offence to the people in Ruakaka, of course. But I would have thought in his situation at 85, he's got lots of options. I'm sorry that his partner's moved on. Um, does he want to travel by himself? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, actually, from 85 on, uh, travel does get a little bit more stressful. Mm. You know, the worst part of travelling is in and out of airports, as we all know. Once you're there, it's quite nice, but it's getting there. 
uh, health insurance costs would be quite excessive for someone who's 85 because you're now in that vulnerable space. Mm. And um, he may say, well, look, I'm, I'm happy not to travel overseas, in which case, uh, how much does this lifestyle really cost? New Zealand super, 22000 no debt, no dependents, it might be enough. All he might need is another you know, $500 a month, another 6000 maybe maybe $1,000 a month, another 12000 to to bridge the gap. He's either got that. Well, one of his options, of course, is if he hasn't got money at 85 because he's spent a lot but it was worth every penny, mm. uh, good on him, uh, he's got the opportunity to do equity release. Yeah. At 85, there's a formula that Hartland use which says that you take um, from the, your age, 85, you take 45 away, that leaves 40. He could borrow up to 40% of the value of his home to fund this lifestyle. I don't think he's going to run out of money before he runs out of life. No. So he's in good shape. Yeah. And, and he's got the memories he and does. the photos. Oh, he's got it all stacked. And it really just shows um, the generational gap and how they actually find that that amount of money does work for them. But uh, yeah, you can say one last thing on Quickfire Finance. I just wanted to have my voice in there. Oh, well, no. The, 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 what's missing, and if I was talking to a person like that, is how much money do they want or need? Mm. And then you look back at what their particular situation is. And I could surmise that someone at 85, uh, their expenditure requirements are going to be much less than a younger person. Uh, because one of the things I've noticed over time is that there is this generational shift. So I noticed my parents spent a good deal more than their parents mm. because their parents didn't have much to spend. Um, I can see myself spending a lot more money than my parents to fund the sort of lifestyle I want when I retire. And I look back and think about what my children already spend. <laughs> and uh, so the number's going to just creep up and sure. up and up. All right, well, thanks, guys, and uh, look forward to talking to you at the next uh, quick installment.